Hello and welcome to episode two of Journey Through the Decacast, a Kamen Rider retrospective through the lens of Decade. I am Shin Garrett. I am Evan. And I'm Chris, as previously established, also known as Kamen Rider Worm. <laughs> we'll get our own drivers at some point. But you knew that already. That's true. And we didn't forget it. Oh. And this episode, we took our first steps into Kuga as we went through episodes one through four. Ignore Decade for the next uh, 10 to 12 episodes. We'll get back to it. Don't worry about it. Sure not curious what's going to happen in Decade at all. It's fine. Like, when we get back, we'll still be in Kuga. Kuga. It's like we'll never left. <laughs> yeah, of course. Sure. Yeah. Uh, mm. So since this is the first episode of going through Kuga, I guess we'll talk about general Kuga stuff pretty quick. Um, so Kuga was just the first Heisei series um, in in general. I, I don't know where I was going with more of that sentence. This is the first Heisei series. So this was after the comeback, after the the three movies that were done in between the end of uh, Black RX, I believe, and... And now, yeah, Common Rider wasn't totally fallow, but it had not been a TV property for eleven years at this point. Correct. It stopped in nineteen uh, wait eighty nine. In nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. Oh shit! That was the year I was born. Same. Cool. And apparently, uh, the show uh, Ishinomori, the mangaka who created Common Rider, had been working on developing the show before his death. In 88. So, yeah. Like, he did have a hand in it. Correct. And then, so that kind of created Ishimori Productions, which then came through and has been doing stuff to this day. And I believe a lot of shows now either um, credit Ishimori or kind of do a, have a tribute to him um, in the credits somewhere. Well, that's good. Since he did establish the premise and stuff, it'd be weird if they didn't. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, I think that's all the kind of intro stuff of Kuga. I think just kind of going through the first episode will kind of fill in the rest of the blanks. Yeah, yeah. Our first episode, uh, I mean, for an 11-year gap, it doesn't really start with a bang or anything, you know? No, it's... Kind of starts pretty low-key, honestly. Well, I mean, you get this nice little, um... The art, it... (laughs) You can tell this was a filmed in 2000 show. Yeah, they kind of cheaped out on their film quality. Their and, film stock quality. It, it it starts with this, it almost looked like, oh, hey, it felt to me like it was a, in 2000, you found a VHS from like, I don't know, the 80s or something, and you popped <laughs> in and there's a whole bunch of artifacting and problems with it. That is a and cool idea, this... but I'm pretty sure it's just cheap film stock. Yeah, I, th- I think so, but I'm, you know, I'm gonna think about it, because it's neat. You get this nice intro of something's going on in this weird, uh, maybe underground temple, and there's people fighting, and then the guy in a mask puts himself in a coffin and closes it. Right, yeah. And then... And then hit the intro. Yep. <laughs> The intro for the show is great, and I'll Fuck, have no one saying so otherwise. Yeah, Kamen Rider good. Kuga is the best song for the show, Kamen Rider Kuga. 
I don't think I like it as much as Journey Through the Decade, but it's pretty fun. I was talking to Evan before we were recording, because I, I wanted to look up what the song was called, and it's just called Common Rider Kuga. Makes it's, sense. It is very much a song of like, look, here is Common Rider Kuga. He's Common Rider Kuga. So so maybe it makes sense for kind of like the the revival of Common Rider, I guess. It you, yeah, no, it makes sense if you if you put yourself in the mindset of like, hey, we need to show them, hey, Common Rider's back, y'all. Yeah. It's great this time. And when they they flash up the logo at the end of the the credit song and it says a new hero, a new legend, which is a cool tag. Mhm. Yeah. It's a good catchphrase. That's a good tagline. Yeah, tagline. That's where I was looking for. Yeah, so Kuga kind of starts. So the the motif for kind of Kuga actually is I forgot to leave my window open that had notes. Um, so it's kind of like tribe and hieroglyphics themed. So so like the symbols we see are kind of um, but they're like yeah, they're like ancient Japanese hieroglyphics. Which is weird. Ish. Yes. Ish. And then uh the the motif for, for Kuga himself is a stag beetle. That's a simple one. Oh. We nailed we nailed it. It's a pretty good motif. Yeah, Kuga himself is pretty cool. I like he's got a good design. Yeah, Kuga is a really good simplistic design. Yep. Yeah, strong iconic design for their first show back. Definitely works. Yep. We actually kind of get some kind of like some shaky cam found footage stuff in the very beginning of this episode right, of, of Kuga fighting at an altar. And it kind of it kind of teases at um a lot of the forms to come. Oh where he's that's different what colors. The, I thought these were other writers, but okay. Yeah, that makes no, sense. No, these are these are all Kuga. Uh this is actually I believe the only um Heisei show where there's only a single writer. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'd see from the other ones I'd seen, they always introduce another writer fairly quick, so that's why I made that assumption. Yeah. Um also, you guys get to learn on air um that that I forgot to give you the the Blu-ray rips, so you guys got to watch some good old 2000 quality stuff. Yeah, no, that's I was looking at it, I'm like, "Whoo. <laughs> Whoo. <laughs> this is some 19-year-old footage, man. Um, all the Blu-rays do is make it look clear. Okay. Well, hey. That's good. Like, the, the effects are still not good. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it's... The, I don't know. I actually kind of like... It, it's it's kind of... It's got a charm. Yeah, from, from the episodes of so far I've watched of Kuga, I actually really like the practical effects. Yeah, they're pretty good. The practical effects are really good. Because it's... You can tell... Yeah, they don't... It doesn't... They don't particularly seem to have put very much budget into the effects. Yeah, it, it does kind of... While I was watching, I was like, were they not confident in this revival? Cause yeah, it's it It doesn't feel like they're... It, you know, they're trying. Yeah. It's not that it didn't have any effort in it. It's just like... It, it certainly... It looks a little It cheap. seems... It seems like an amateur effort that was had a lot of effort. I think it's kind of like earliest 2000 and not really having the CG budget. That would also do it. It's possible that Japanese television dramas just looked like this at the turn of the century. And I just don't know that. Yeah. 
Uh, the practical stuff is is great, though. I think that kind of continues throughout the, especially this batch of episodes we've we've watched so far. I will say I'm I'm pretty sure I saw a zipper at one point, but you know I don't I don't care. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so episode one is called Revival. Um, a lot of most of Kuga episodes, I think, like minus like one, are kind of just one word. Yeah. Yeah. But so yes, it's we get the nice found footage, ancient thing, and then oh hey, it's the future, and a lot of people are rubbing up on this coffin, kind of creepy. Yeah, so they kind of got like this archaeology kind of thing set up, and they're like, we're gonna open this, and I'm like, oh, you shouldn't open that. He's like, there's even a it it it's totally a, a archaeology professor and his like undergrad students. Even one of his students is like, are we going to get cursed to death if we open this? <laughs> He's like, that's not going to happen. Don't worry about it. There's there's no writing about a curse, right, teacher? And the te- I think the teacher's line was even like, well, if there is, we're pretty much already in trouble. So, yeah, you know, he's like, well, we already touched it. <laughs> and it's like, okay, fair enough. And so I think they... Does it, does it get to the point of them opening it at, at all before it cuts away? Um, Yeah, they're just about to open it before it cuts to Cougar Guy. They open it a little bit, and then the hand twitches inside the coffin, right, yeah. and then it does the cut. Okay, right. They see the guy with the ancient driver on his ancient dirty driver, and then no idea, and they're like, oh, it's just a body. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's just a body. Oh, yeah, at the end of the flashback, it shows Kuga going into the same coffin that they yes. open. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to our, to our... Which is pretty hard to pick out if you're not looking for it. But... Yeah. Godai... What's his last name? Yep, and then we meet our main guy, Godai... I forgot his last name. Yeah, his, his uh, intro scene here is pretty charming. It's cute. He's very, it's, it, get the, get the impression of him, he's very much a happy-go-lucky, I want to make people smile type of guy, because his first scene is, I'm gonna juggle for this lost kid. He, he's the Genki girl, but a guy. Yeah, well, his, his, uh, other name is Yosuke, so it makes sense with every other character named Yosuke I've ever known. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that follows. Like, that's, that's kind of a, that, it's actually kind of a weird trope for that name. That's interesting. Um, but that aside, so it kind of, it kind of show it's just showing us that Goda is a good guy. He's, mm-hmm. he's trying to make this kid who lost his parents feel better and then they're found. So we're good. And then we get a smash cut. Well, I think we get a the, lot of fucking those. Whoa, whoa, back up. We get the first thumbs up of the series here. Oh yes. That is, that is very important. That's correct. Who does thumbs up? He likes thumbs upping people. I like thumbs upping people. Is, you know what? The next day, just. See someone on. See someone do something good. Get their attention. Give them a tight thumbs, thumbs up. up. Don't say anything. The thumbs up is a good communication. <laughs> Just method. thumbs up. Give him a little nod and walk away. Also, before Godai goes away on his motorcycle, he puts his helmet on. Safety first. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it leads into this kind of goofy fake out scene where we see someone creeping into this lady's. I guess archaeology research. Yeah, this kind of research lab. I th- yeah, I think it's a research lab at a college. And he's—it's supposed to be kind of creepy, but it's actually just Godai just creeping into the window because that's what he does. You get some nice <sighs> in the background. Yeah, you and get it's... this. You get that that deep breathing, like way too close to the mic effect. Mm-hmm. And you get a bunch of the old 
turn of the century computers with their big monitors giant crt monitors and their clicks and it's so nostalgic and i would fucking hate to use one of them yeah there was one of the episodes later on that we watched where i'm looking at this and looking at this computer tower i'm like i think i had this (laughs) yeah they cut back to when they cut back to the uh the dig next i think the someone's got an oscilloscope i mean people still use those those are those are valid (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah, he shows up. He's like doing the creepy thing. I think the I think the heavy breathing was supposed to indicate that he's in the like that mask he apparently right. brought from Indonesia. Yeah, that he just got back from. He does things because apparently he's a world traveler, explorer, searcher of fun. Yeah, the Wikipedia page calls him a journeyman, which is kind of a cute way to say that. You know, say vagabond, vagrant, a bum. Yeah, no, it seems that he he seems to have money of some sort from somewhere. He's a young guy who doesn't have anything in the world to tie him down currently. Pretty much. Um. So then, uh, luckily, we were running some research on some of these hieroglyphic things that are not hieroglyphics, and right. uh, they they conveniently point out that they deciphered some, and they mean um death and warning. <laughs> so those it's like, guys oh, hey. are done. Man, these ones right on the lid say death warning. Oh, we better call them. Yeah, and then <laughs> and they're like, oh, cut to the scene of everyone dying. They already know. Never mind. So Kuga is interesting to watch after kind of watching the first episode of Decay last week because not only is there just like a ton of death, but there's also blood. Yeah, like. Mm-hmm. People are getting slashed across the face and falling down, and it's like, oh, hey, there's some practical effects blood there, and oh, it's literally, they're- Yeah, like- Oh, hey. I think the explosion at the end of this episode, there's a police scanner thing where they say, like, 27 people died or something? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I think that's in episode four, where it's, like, 27 people, 11 vehicles. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's in much later I, I think they're, like, the entire class uh, that was at the- Ruins is all dead, too. Yeah, they all yeah. got vaporized by lightning. Everybody's dead. You get this nice little, like, after we get the scene of everyone screaming, them all being killed and things going on. The, you get this nice scene of our spooky, backlit, uh, obvious end villain that comes out, does a Rita Repulsa with lightning, and causes monsters to come out of the ground. It is a real, real, really a Rita Repulsa thing. I was thinking the exact same thing. Man, I saw that and I was sitting there going, Make my monsters <laughs> I mean, I thought it was a little bit more sinister than that. Well, yes, but, like, he sits there and does the Emperor Palpatine force lightning. Are you dissing Rita Repulsa, Garrett? I mean, I mean, like, I'm not disagreeing that's not Rita Repulsa, but, like, I, I don't think the cheesiness is there. No, it's not. It's like as soon as like the hands start coming out of the ground, it's like, oh wait, no, it's just necromancy and zombies. Okay. Yeah. I know this is a horrible comparison, but I couldn't help but think that Kuga figured out the whole CW doing dark gritty shows thing before they did. Yeah, no, I I'd, I'd accept that. Okay. Uh, like definitely there's a lot of uh there's a lot of horror movie motifs going on in these first four episodes like it's kind of a that's like the photography that they keep returning to whenever like for a lot of it it's like noir detective stuff 
They they keep cutting to title cards that say it's like three or four a.m. Yeah, yeah. They definitely do like a almost like a police proce- uh, procedural is kind of what I thought of. It reminds me of like twenty four or something. Oh yeah, it's, like, it's this day at this time. I'm into it. Yeah. All right, but then hey, it's the next day and the police are here, and we get this super stylish detective wearing some kick-ass sunglasses. Yes. And a nice duster. Yes. And he's just mm. Detective uh, Ichijo. Yes. Who I kind of just call Cop Buddy. Yeah, he's our secondary lead so far, kind of. Yeah, kind of. As far as I can tell. And then, and then, like the female researcher that Godai met up with, whose name I looked up and forgot. <laughs> um, is I think I it's, don't uh, feel bad. I I just refer to the writers by their name, writer names, not their actual sure. names. <laughs> Yeah, I was, you guys started saying Godai, and I was like, oh, I was just going to call him Kuga guy the whole time. That's fair. Um, so there's, yeah, there's Kuga, there's Cat Buddy, and there's Female Researcher, <laughs> whose name I think is actually um, Saku... Uh, God, I can't read Japanese. I'm surprised this didn't come up in... Or I can't pronounce Japanese. I'm surprised this didn't come up in Decade. I was, I was doing good first episode. <laughs> um it is yeah, okay i've got sakurako, the i've got the page for kuga brought up here sakurako sakurako sawatari yes that's the one sakurako sawatari yeah okay researcher lady okay yeah all right so they're investigating things and then kuga show goga <laughs> go die <laughs> he is not kuga yet <laughs> he will be though Godai shows up and actually is trying to get inside because he has this, he has this weird little scene where he'll like look in or he has these weird flashes where he'll look at the ruins and like get memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's kind of setting up he's getting like visions of of kind of previous Kuga. Yeah, and so he's trying to get in and legitimately gets a hey look over there to work for like ninety nine percent of the police force. <laughs> Oh, it's pretty good. Well, the first thing he does is he just tries to be like, oh, hey, I'm coming back from my break. (laughs) Which, (laughs) Yeah, do the thing of look like you know what you're doing so people don't question you. Yeah, he just tries to, like, confidence his way in, which I'm like, respect that. (laughs) The cop's like, wait a minute, you don't work here. (laughs) It's like, oh, well, all right, fine, I'll get him. Oh, my God, what's that? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And uh, and during this scene, I believe, is where he gives... um, Ichijo, his business card? I think that's where this happens, or is that later on? Yeah, it's, he, I think it's, he asks him, who are you, what are you doing? He's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm Goda, I'm... A man who, he hands him his card, a man who chases dreams, Goda Yusuke. Yep. Checks out. And then he's just like, um, hey, hey, rookie, (laughs) come over here and take him to the cop car. (laughs) Yeah. And then, um... It shows another person bringing out the belt from the cave, or, yeah, cave, and he gets another vision, and oh. and then I, I I actually don't, like, my next note line here is just facts in all caps. Yeah, they just kind of cut away from the belt to, like, a totally you know, different scene. They just, you know, oh, yeah, okay, you know, I actually do have the note, Jesus, these are, these are some abrupt scene changes, no wipe <laughs> or anything. Just smash cut. It, it doesn't a helicopter establish on a city with a title yeah. card. But oh right, okay. That's the next scene. Is the next scene is the police 
Yeah, he's at the police station, or outside the police station. And they're talking about, and Ichijo is trying to get information from him. It's like, okay, what is, what's your relation to this? Why are you coming here? Okay, what's this lady's relationship that you brought up and brought in? Well, and then he introduces researcher lady, and Ichijo's like, oh, I was going to call you for assistance on this. Fuck Rocco. Yeah. And we get, and they're like, hey, here's, um, oh, they get shown the, the only remaining, the found footage from, <laughs> uh, yeah, the thing last night. And as they're watching that, the rookie comes in again. He's like, oh, detective, we got, they watch the, the Blair Rider podcast, uh, yeah. Blair Rider <laughs> yep. project. Yeah. Because so if they established in kind of like the opening bits where they're opening the tomb that someone was recording it. And they show like mm-hmm. the camera falling and the tape falling out or something, and that's and they made a copy of this tape to show. I mean, you probably probably keep the main one in evidence, right? It makes sense. But yeah, they show this, and then rookie comes and gets itch. Joey's like, "You stay here, keep working on this. I gotta go deal with something." There's a thing happening. They also give him the. They also give the Ichigo gives Godai the belt to look at and then when he's called away he's like you can hold on to that for the time being yeah which is a weird thing to do but you know yeah it's it's kind of weird because later on like they try to like kind of for this arc of episodes they kind of try to like show that Ichijo is gaining wants to put trust in Godai when he's doing it like right off the bat I think Ichijo is actually just expecting the lady to maybe translate the hieroglyphs on it that yeah, would yeah. make a lot more sense than being like, here, just finger this belt for no reason, random dude. He was just called away quickly. He's like, you you can look at that in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. She's the only one who like could have any possible insight as to what's going on. Yeah, no kidding. And they go out, and everybody's looking up in the sky, and oh, hey, it's Japanese Spider-Man. N- no, this is Natsu Spider-Man. You take Spider, that back. Spider-Man. It's, it's Japanese. And he's no, a Spider-Man like, that shoots the shoes from his butt. No, 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 no. He's but, a Japanese but, Spider-Man. But Toei Japanese Spider-Man. Literally, that's the only real Spider-Man. This show was partially done by Toei, so it's a Toei Japanese <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> he's got you there, Kurt. Fuck. <laughs> All right. You got me there. But yeah, it's this, this short scene of, oh, hey, look at this weird fucking spider thing that has a mouth that... They tried to make pedipalps. They did not make pedipalps. Yeah, it just looks like a vagina. That's a vagina. (laughs) Yeah, he's just got a vagina on the front of his face. That's a vagina with flaps. (laughs) Which is, you know, fine, I guess. And the bullets, they do nothing. Yeah, they shoot it and they get little divots and then it's just like, oh, pops it out. Yeah, the spider costume is kind of bad, honestly. I don't think it's a very good costume. It's bad in, like, a way that I can appreciate of, like, oh, this is... Like, I could, I could see it being a real thing and having the same reaction of, oh, this isn't right. Yeah, I, I don't, like, hate it. It's just, you know, compared to a lot of the other monsters, it's just kind of yeah. meh. Also, it has the weird thing of it shows it swinging around on with string from its ass when it first shows up, <laughs> and that never happens again. Uh-huh. Every other time, the string comes from its mouth. There's this one, ri- the when the like one of the cops tries to drive away from the scene, and there's this real intense bit where <laughs> the monster shoots a web that breaks through the back window of the cop's car, wraps around the guy's neck, and he just like pulls himself into the car while strangling this guy. It's pretty intense. Yeah. I was like, um so I want to put for for worst effect in Kuga, 
the the string shooting from the spider. There, yeah, the spring spring the string effect. The, the string bad. itself looks ridiculous, and the movements the guy makes when he's doing that. I am climbing up. I'm being pulled up by the string. It looks like they had the guy lie on the ground, and they filmed him from above, and they're like, okay, so just kind of put your legs and arm <laughs> up in the air and just kind of wiggle them back and forth a little bit, and we'll, we'll fix it in post. Yeah, pretty much. So then we kind of we smash cut back to the police station where Godai and Co are pl- are going to leave. But then you know that car that the spider that the spider jacked is just going to ram into the police station. Yeah. The guy was trying to go for backup when he got strangled to death, I'm assuming. Right. Yeah. So that just kind of goes in, messes that up. And now and now we got a spider guy in police headquarters and everybody's freaking out and getting wrecked. Mhm. And it's bad news, but uh, fortunately, the uh, belt, the case with the belt, gets knocked onto the floor and pops open, and uh, yep. Godai gets some more flashbacks. And Godai's like, "I should put this on." Yep. And then, and then he, he kind of does. He like dodge rolls and grabs it and goes to put it on, and then it kind of merges with him. Yeah, it just becomes part of his body immediately, which I was not expecting. I I, I have noticed that in these first couple episodes. He spends a lot of time on his back. <laughs> yeah. Just like being knocked down or lying on the ground. And he has like at least two or three transformations that he does while lying on his back on the ground. Yeah. It shows. I, I don't know where I'm going with that. It's just <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's just a thing that happens because then he can't. So after he absorbs the belt, he, he, he gets like taken outside or thrown outside or they jump cut outside. They do that a lot, where they just jump cut into another scene by having the monster-like touch somebody into another sequ- sequence. I, I feel like it, it's a trope that they continue to do, I just feel like they got better with it. Yeah, the, yeah. It, it's a thing that every Sentai does, but yeah, it's just not masked particularly well a few times in these first few episodes of Kuga. So then, so then our buddy Godai goes to punch the spider monster, and his hand transforms... And so we kind of get our first tension, kind of. We're kind of like the pieces kind of build on to him. Yeah. Every strike will get it. Like, he strikes with each of his limbs, and each limb gets it, and then he gets the torso and helmet. Yeah. yeah. It's it's more of a half shin than a, than a full it's, shin. <laughs> I actually kind of really like that transformation. It's a neat transformation sequence. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, So then, so we get into the first appearance of kuga which is weird because this is actually this is, this is kind of like base kuga form so hmm, base isn't quite the right word it's kind of like it's kind of hmm, it's kuga it's, mk1 yeah it's like ah, kind of it's kind of just like what's underneath all the other forms it's kind of like the preform it's imperfect kuga Yes, imperfect Kuga. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that works. Um, it's called a glowing form officially. Oh, okay. Okay, but yeah, they fight. They fight, and then they end up on a roof. And our our boy, our boy Ichijo, is in a helicopter that happens to come by. As because by this point, Kuga is yes, he's in the transformation, or he's he's done the transformation, but he's still not doing that well. Yeah. The monster whips out some Wolverine claws at some point. Yeah, the spider gets some 
yeah, some Wolverine claws, which I guess are meant to be like spider fangs. Yeah, oh, yeah, I hadn't realized that, but that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. There's, I get, it, I think it gets to the point where he's like got him on the ground, and he's gonna stab him, and then Ichijo shoots the monster again. Yep. After having, you know, multiple, multiple times of being shown that bullets don't work, but it's a distraction. But it is a distraction, and then the monster uses does the does the I'm gonna whip my string up there and get pulled up. And starts going after Ichijo, and then I guess we're just supposed to assume that Kuga was just like, well, I'm gonna jump up there, and just leaped up into the helicopter, and jumped up into behind, and was starts grabbing the monster, and they're fighting in there. Yeah. You can get the entire thing of them hanging off the helicopter, and oh. It's kind a lot of, of a long scene. It's a pretty long scene. I mean, it's a pretty high teaching sequence. It's definitely a good place to, to hang for some drama. Like, one general thing I noticed about this set is, like, the fight scenes are pretty long. They are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially compared to Decade, which had so much establishment and stuff. And they've got they've got really good sound design, too. Like, the biffs and boffs of the punches and kicks hitting, I actually really like. Yeah. Because it's, it, it, they're, to me, they're coming across as, this is very obviously, like, a cartoonish type mm-hmm. of sound, but mixed in such a way that it fits yep yeah. and there's like kind of this cool tension uh techno track playing in the background in the helicopter sequence yeah. the backing music's really good they're like i didn't know they had so many variations of the kuga theme oh because there's maybe about there's at least two maybe even three or four of just like variations of the opening theme that they use just in kind of like with like different instruments and at different speeds um anyway they fight the spider gets he kicks him off the helicopter. Yep. He falls through a building. He falls through a building. They don't confirm the corpse. Right. And then he gives a thumbs up while the yep. sunset backs him. And then he jumps and, out of the helicopter. Yeah. He's just like, see ya. And Ichijo is like, what is, what is this thumb thing? Yep. And well, then it's, is it at the end of this episode or the start of the next one where he's like, wait a second, I know who does thumbs up. I, oh, yeah, no, it's it's right at the very end. He's like, what? It couldn't be. He says, was that? Yeah, so maybe he's a good detective, guys. <laughs> I mean, there's a... He, he, everything we've seen of this detective is he's he doesn't, he doesn't get any orders. He just shows up and everyone defers I, to He him. is surprisingly competent. I'm glad that he decides to, like, okay, I need to trust the guy with the crazy superhero powers and don't drag that out for, like, the whole fucking show. Yeah, it's like, I trust the guy that's actually able to punch this thing that is bulletproof. There are a lot of shows that would drag that out for, like, 30 episodes or so, so, yeah, you know. I'm, I'm really glad they kind of drag that out. And we, only of- get it, we only get it drug out for four. Yep. And that's kind of episode one. Yep. Yeah. There's the outro, which is, uh, you know, just kind of is a lot mellower than the intro. Yeah, it's kind of just like a lazing about thing. It gives a, it gives a very good impression of eh, just lazy day, lie back, do whatever. Showcases Ooh. the main actor is a kind of a relaxed Bishonen type. Yep. So then we move on to episode two titled, I think it's just, it's titled Transformation. Yes. In Shin. And um, so I'm not sure if this is on purpose or not, but the episode opens up with a grainy image. And I I want to think that it is 
it is because we're kind of seeing it through the the bat's uh, point of view, the bat monster's point of view. Um, but maybe it's not. Otherwise, it's just a cool. No, they did this fuzzy in, shot. They they uh the film. Whenever there's a scene that's like at night or is pretty dark, there's a lot more grain to the film. That's okay. just because the the way they had to shoot it, probably. Okay. I forget the photography term, but you know, when you shoot in the dark, you have to give up something else. Okay. Do you kind of have to like bump the saturation or something? Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, I, I don't think this is from its viewpoint. It's just, it's just you get an establishing shot of the church and the thing, and you, this the new creature for the week jumping up on top of the church. A lady showing up at the church. Get out. She's got some heckin' nice boots. Mm-hmm. Like, I really like her boots. Then she gets man-batted. Yeah, and we yeah. get the man-bat that just hacks her. And then... And then we cut to our opening, where this is the last time I, in my notes, and the last time I might bring it up, where the Kuga opening is awesome. <laughs> it is. No fear, really no pain. So good. And then at the end, it's just like, Joe Henshin, Kamen Rider, Kuga... Yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. It's good stuff. I like it. Um, so then, so then our buddy Godai wakes up from his eleven hour nap. Yeah, in a diner, and I like th- I like the implication that his lady friend is is <laughs> basically him drug him around while he's asleep. They're like, don't take him back to the house. Don't don't take him to a hotel. No, we're just gonna go to this diner, and I'm gonna dump him in. She had eleven hours worth of laptop work to do. Yeah, just, I'm just dump him here and wake up, wait for him to wake up. And then he's like super hungry to the point where he's just trying to eat salt straight up. <laughs> um, and they kind of have this talk, and he's like, "I feel like things are happening." I I hadn't noticed that I. You know, I watched him doing the I'm looking for things to eat. It didn't trigger me that it's like, oh, he's just super hungry. That's why he's trying to eat the salt. Yeah. And then they're talking, and... I like that he describes the transformation as, I want to be Kuga, and so I'm Kuga. And oh, then I don't want right. to be Kuga anymore, and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, super convenient, right? <laughs> and then it's kind of like an... Um, ominous uh kind of like oh i feel like something's going to happen we get we get a nice I, there's been a couple scenes a couple of these so far of just a shot of just a fist clenching a little bit yeah and then it's the cops again yeah and we get and they're talking about the sweet motorcycle Ichijo and kohai oh, they're not talking about the motorcycle yet no they so. bring it up the, it's they reference it as the trcs oh, 2000 right 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 okay no, wait, this is the scene where the Kohai's like, hey, all this vampire stuff keeps happening, but nobody's going to mention a vampire. Oh, right, right, right. Because I think they're trying to cover it with um a bear sighting and an unexploded shell and a bear sighting is right. what the newspaper says. Yeah. But yeah, they are they are talking about um the, the unidentified um, creatures. And they're just like, all these people are dying. Shit's getting crazy. We can't find the bodies. And our leaders aren't doing anything about it. And then Ichijo's like, well, you need to... You don't want people to panic, do you? (laughs) You tell them there's a vampire about... Hey, there's ancient alien monsters running around that uh, are immune to bullets. Don't panic, though. (laughs) 
Yeah. And then they're like, oh, maybe we need that fancy TRCS 2000. <laughs> and then we cut to Curry. Well, it's, I think, it, yeah, you get the scene of Ichijo is like, oh, hey, wait, no, stop here. So it's, I guess it's supposed to imply that he saw Godai through a window as yeah. they were driving by. Yeah, which is pretty eagle-eyed, but, you know, he is a good detective. He is. He is. He's a good detective. And then he tries to be all sly about figuring out if Godai is the writer. He's like, oh, so if you don't understand this, don't say anything, but last <laughs> night you... Oh, yeah, no, I fought the spider thing. What, dude, <laughs> we're trying to talk about weird things. Don't just be so blatant about it. I love it. And then and then I love when he's trying to explain the belt and he's making all the sounds. Yeah, he needs to come up with the right onomatopoeia for it. It's super good. But it, it, I think it, it ends up with Kuga, or, uh, not Kuga. Ichijo is just like, oh, hey, well, uh, tell me what happened. What was going on? Okay, this is really weird. Go get a physical at the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Your body, you absorb this. Go. That's good advice. It is. It's really good. Yeah, like, it's definitely like, they play it like really straight as like, kind of like supernatural police drama. Yeah. It would get this, it'd get the nice camera shot of them during this discussion about the doing thing of it's just, we're just going to have it while they're arguing and we're going to slowly, we're going to pan the camera around them. We're going to circle around them as they have this argument. So you know that this is the major focus. You know, that's, uh, that's fine. Yeah, it's good. It's just funny to me because I don't see it very, I, I don't notice it much. It, it breaks the 180 degree rule. So it, you usually only do it in a specific situation. But yeah, it's just, you know, kind of an interesting sequence. It like does a full 720. Yeah. Now that I'm looking at it, Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, go, you need a physical, I'm going to take you to the doctor, and then Rookie is like, oh, wait, no, we got to get back on patrol. Yeah. Also, also, we just got a call. Yeah, so they, they find a lead, and they find a drunk who's like, yeah, this vampire was trying to mess me up, but then, like, this light came, and he ran away. Yeah, and they basically, yeah, they find the crime scene from the beginning of the episode. Godai's talking to another cop, and that's sort of talking about how there was the drunkard that did things. <laughs> oh yeah, this is the scene where Godai goes into the church and meets the priest who acts extremely obviously like a vampire. Yeah. He's like, "We'll be so." Before this, they labeled the bat as the third unidentified monster, which means Godai was the second. Bum bum bum. You get the nice scene of where we'll call it number three, and you get the nice. Turn in dramatic music of <gasps> Yes, exactly. Right. It's uh it's real good. And then Godai showed up, he's like, Oh, I'm gonna break into this church. <laughs> yep. It's obviously the two thousands because there's just a sliding window on the side of the church that is unlocked and I can just open it and get inside. Why would they be worried about anything? Exactly. And then we get the extremely obvious priest who who can't walk into the sunlight. He's, he's creeping on Godai out from behind a door, just like hey. yeah. And just in case we didn't, just in case we didn't get it, when then Godai leaves the scene, they pan over to some a dead person's legs, like under an yep. altar. To well, like, then Godai's just like, "Yep, cool. I, I see you're okay." Yeah, Godai's like, "Well, you're obviously an evil monster. Guess I'll be back to deal with that later." <laughs> and then we get cut back to the diner or no not the diner 
a cut back to him meeting up with the researcher girl and she's on the phone. He's like, this motherfucker, you, he slept for 11 hours and then left me at a, left me at a diner for two more hours. (laughs) He is a little inconsiderate of, uh, of his lady friend. And she's just kind of like, well, whatever. (laughs) She's very accepting of this. I guess she's probably used to it. Godai seems like he's been this this way for a while. But it's... She's got a lead on something or other. Yeah. I assume she's going to work into the plot more after these first four episodes, hopefully. Because right now she's not doing a lot. Oh, wait, no, she has to go... Well, she's going to go to the wake for her professor. Right. Yeah. And then Godai kind of goes off to, to tail Cap Buddy. Right, because they get a call about the bat monster showing up, and yep. so it's time for another action sequence. Yep, so we get another henchin to the protoform, or glowing form. Where you, you miss the bat feeling itself up. Oh, uh, that is a pretty cool, yeah, he dramatically rubs his face when he, as, while standing on top of a building. Oh, no, it's not even his face, it's like he's got, he's doing the, um, like, corpse thing of I've got my arms oh, crossed right, and my hands right. are on my shoulders, and he's like, Rub it up on his shoulder like, yeah, I'm so evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> yep, he's hamming it up. And everyone's shooting at him and it's doing jack shit. You get the scene of like, oh, here are these little divots in my body and I'm just going to push out the he bullets. He's immune to bullets in exactly the same way as the last monster was. If only they'll learn. And for some reason, Godai shows up at exactly the same time as Ichijo. I think he was following Ichijo. Yeah, he was following him because he was like waiting to tail him before. That makes sense. Yeah, and he shows up, he does another one of his not-quite-henchin-henchins. His half-shin? Yeah. He's trying to punch his way through. And then the bat monster punches him so hard that he unhenchins. Yeah, he gets wrecked. Like, you get the feeling like it's maybe doing little bits of damage, and it's not doing much, and it's like, no, fuck you, bitch, get out of here. (laughs) Just does a bunch of slaps to his face. Yes, I don't know if the monsters have power levels or anything, but this one seems significantly stronger than the spider monster was. It does. Yep, so then a cop car shows up with some light, and then the bat monster goes away. It's like headlights, oh no! There's some inconsistency here that I'll come back to later. (laughs) But, ugh. Ugh. So, he finally gets that physical, and then Ichijo yells at him for... Interfering in police business. He's like, turn in your badge, you're not taking this shit seriously. Oh wait, you don't have a badge to turn in. Go away. <laughs> you are a civilian. Stop interfering. I don't care if you're fucking, you're doing this half-ass and it's gonna get people killed. Fuck off. Yep. So then, so then Godai is like, man, what if I was red, though? <laughs> so I don't... You know, it's like the way I remembered if it. If was red, we could punch out and go faster. I was supposed to be red. If I was red, I think it would work. In my visions, he was red. Maybe I should be red. And he's like, maybe I'm just not dedicated enough. <laughs> he goes, goes and like stands outside the wake and sees people come out and cry. He's like, no, I see their tears. Oh. Yeah, like, I'm going to protect the fuck out of these smiles. He recognizes the human cost of uh, evil monsters murdering people. And uh, while Ichijo's doing that, or while Godai's doing that, Ichijo's out. He's getting information from the drunkard that saw the vampire. So he's like, and then Ichijo's like, yep, well, 
I'm gonna deal with this yeah, shit. The, the director's like, well, it's obviously the priest, dumbass. It's like I saw it come out of this. Saw it come out of the church there. I think it's the priest. He's like, all right, gotta go. All right, let me go grab my rifle, and I will go in there without backup or telling anyone where I am. I guess. I mean, he might have, but he also just went in with a rifle, right? You get a, and then we get the cool scene of. Uh, the priest turning into the bat monster. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good scene, actually. And again, I really like these practical effects. Yeah, they're really good. This is this is a good transformation sequence. I really like it. It really is. Also, immediately after, this is where he exits the church and then comes back in by breaking a window. Yeah, it's charges at Godai. Godai fires a couple shots and is like, I don't... He went into the pews. Where did he go? What's going on? And then bust through the window. Oh, wait, no. Came from the upper floor. Apparently, the monster went to the upper floor, <laughs> then went outside, then busted through. <laughs> it's a really elaborate way to do this. And, like, he's not even that close to the window when it comes through. He's a good, like, five or six feet away. Yes, it's crazy. And then that causes, like, the candles to get knocked over. And now just everything's on fire. Well, each yeah, Ichijo is slightly on fire. His coat is on a little bit of fire. <laughs> just, just a wee bit the building is on a lot of fire each joe's on a little bit of fire and then godai pulls his maybe amazing <laughs> maybe totally clumsy and dumbass move of driving his motorcycle into the church and then tipping it over and sliding it towards where the bat monster is standing where it so hit, then it blows up it hits the fire and blows up slightly distracting the bat monster and it is not clear at all if he meant to do that <laughs> i like to think he did <laughs> oh i'm watching the scene again and it looks to me like you know he was he's he's booking it on his bike up to the church and just busts in and doesn't expect there to be those steps like there's a set of steps going down <laughs> right at the entrance and he doesn't expect those and that's what fucks him up right <laughs> and then he beats out the fire on Ichijo while the bat monster is doing something? Oh, it's dealing with the fact that the bike exploded yeah, in front of it's it. it's being on fire. Yeah, and then Godai is giving his speech, like, I'm gonna take this seriously now. Like, you, I wasn't before, but now I'm gonna super take this seriously. Watch me do a proper henchin. I will protect uh, these smiles. Yeah, I've, I've got it on again, too, and, like, the scene where he's doing his henchin, and, uh, as he moves his hand across his face the way that writers do, like, it's framed against the, the fire in the background there. It's good, yeah. it's good photography. The, the fire background is so goddamn cool. Like, yeah, it's... the church scene looks really cool, especially when it's on fire and how, like, the lighting is. It's shot like either, like, a mid-season climax or an ending climax. Just, yeah. like, it, it, it's shot like a climax of a season. Yeah. It's neat. This is episode two. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he transforms, and oh, hey, he's red, because that's the color of determination. Yes, he is red now, which, uh, so this is mighty form. Yeah, the monster starts talking to him and calls him Kuga, and he's like, oh, I guess I'm Kuga. Yep, and then, and then they're in, like, fighting on a roller coaster? Oh, it's, they fight and punch for a little while, and then... The church is extremely on fire now, so they leave oh, yeah, the church. Oh, yeah, Kuga grabs yeah, they grab him and they, like, Ichijo they, and gets him out. Yeah, they they fight to get outside of the church, and then it looks like they're fighting on a roller yeah, coaster. Yeah, there must have been a roller coaster, like, right next door or something. Oh, oh wait, no, I think... What the... Oh, God, you're right. 
<laughs> yeah. What? The, the bat monster grabs him and like flies oh over my God. a building, and then like there's an indoor oh. roller coaster into the into the roof they dropped through. Oh, okay. So, scene from eighteen forty four to eighteen forty seven where the bat is, like, mincing along the track, and Kuga is coming <laughs> yeah, behind him. It's real good. It's, oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah, they're doing this fight in here, and Kuga's kind of getting his shit, not, like, he's not getting his shit kicked in as bad anymore, but he's not. Yeah, he's not doing great still. He's not winning. But then Spider comes in, and then he's just fucked. <laughs> yeah. But it's cool, because uh, injured detective Ichijo comes in and does some bullet distracting. And then it's morning. Yeah, so the bat has to leave then. He, his uh, The time on his transformation ran out, so, you know. Yep. Apparently they've been fighting all night. Yep. So now we just gotta fight the spider on the roof. Well, I think the last time card we got was actually 4am, so they probably just... It could have easily been, like, a little more than an hour now the sun's coming out. Yeah, if, if we put more attention to the time cards, it probably makes sense. Yeah, that's fair. Every time they cut to the detective, it's like 3 or 4am. <laughs> That's when he gets his sleep. <laughs> He's an extremely early riser. So they're gonna, they're gonna whoop him, they get the shots, and then suddenly there's daylight, so that has to go, and then they're on the roof. Yep. And Kuga's getting his, I, there's no real word, he's getting his ass beat. Yeah, it, it is, the weather on the roof is not early morning at all. It's like clearly midday or something. Yeah, it's It weird. feels like it's 11 or 12 in the afternoon. Uh-huh. But then, but then our boy, our boy Kuga does does his first proto rider kick. Yep, I'm gonna die. Oh no! Yeah, he I could break these cuffs. He kicks him, and then like the monster catches that one kick, so he jumps up and kicks him with his other foot, and yep. the monster randomly explodes for no obvious reason. Well, he's kind of kicked away, and then like he starts glowing, and like a symbol on his chest kind of pops out, Right. And then he blows up. Yeah, so it's not clear if he just kicked him really hard, or if he magically kicked him. Well, so then afterwards, it does a close-up to like his, his kind of like shoe or heel or whatever, and it shows it kind of like smoking. I didn't notice yeah. the smoking shoes before. Yeah, it does it, it does it again when he defeats the monster in episode four, too. Well, there's a whole bunch of smoking, and then it cuts in on the foot. Yeah. And I can't, and it, there's like a little bit of white residue underneath, on his foot and underneath it, and it's like, oh, maybe, okay. Yeah, and then and then he's, he's kind of cuddling with uh, Detective Ichijo <laughs> at the end, because, sure? Because it's like, oh, I'm going to go get Ichijo, and we're going to watch this nice sunrise together, and it's just like this, this like really comfy bromance of like... Hey, buddy. Good morning. What the fuck happened? It's okay. Well, it's we're done. Let's just. They're sit good here. buds. They've been through a lot. They just kind of have a nice little cuddle mm-hmm. on the roof. Yep. Yeah. And that's the episode. That's the episode. <laughs> God, I loved it. <laughs> now might be an interesting time to mention something that I I learned while researching the show. Uh, apparently, it coined what is called the Odagiri effect. Oda, fucking, what's the name of the? What's his first name? Uh, yeah, Joe Odagiri is the guy who plays the main character, and I guess after they premiered the show, they found out that that was attracting, in addition to the intended demographic of young boys, was also attracting older women who thought that he is really hot. Oh, yep. Yeah, that's totally, like, the secret, like, 
secondary criteria of like of getting sentai and and common writer actors yeah when i was reading this i was like oh that's why common writers are always bishonens because gotta get that older female demographic yep the two female demographics for the show are kids and housewives yep get those pretty boys and uh yeah i see it he, he's pretty cute he is very yeah, dateable is. <laughs> it's like most of the male leads in common rider are pure cuties mm-hmm. yeah all right and then we get episode three Woo! episode three tokyo okay what does does anything happen in this episode uh yeah there's stuff that happens okay i remember three and four being pretty uneventful um i mean they're kind of like a two-parter with each other actually yeah i can see that totally yeah kind of because yeah because yeah, they definitely leave off on a major cliffhanger yeah so okay so like go to or each each joe wakes up in the hospital because like his ribs are fucked if they're getting thrown around like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he finds a note from Godai who's like, hey, I'm going back to Tokyo, but I'm coming back, and I'm super serious still, and I'm gonna deal with this. And then we cut to Tokyo with Godai and Researcher Lady. <laughs> and he's coming up, she's like, man, I need a break from this shit, I'm gonna go <laughs> I'm gonna go visit my family. He's like, no, but we should, we should really probably look at the symbols on this. Pfft, see you later. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> she's just like, have fun, bye. Then I don't. Is that what the first introduction of the Rose Lady? Um, she, no, no, she Rose bumps Lady. into Ichijo. Not okay. No, next is the we get this uh, this monster scene guy of kind the, of like observing people. This guy who looks like he's from Akihabara, <laughs> walking around. Do you mean Shinjuku? Shinjuku? Yes, I do mean Shinjuku. Okay, I'm glad we got there in that. Yeah, Akihabara is nerds. Shinjuku is fashion. Akihabara is the anime one. Yeah. Shinjuku is fashion. That's right. Yeah, actually, I think this is... No, this is this is Shibuya, actually, because you can see the 10-4 building yeah, in the background. Yeah, you can see the building. But I think, like, the fashion that Evan was referring to was was that, though. Yeah, the main character... The, the, the guy who's got, like, this weird black and white p- pattern... Like, leopard pat- print vest... And black lips, and he's not wearing a shirt. He looks extremely tight pants. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, here's a villain. <laughs> oh, it is actually the ten nine building in reality. The ten four building is the world ends with you, which is the main way I know Shibuya. <laughs> That's fair. And I think it's uh, where, where? rose petal. Oh wait, no, that's later in the episode. Then we get back to the um, we're in the police station again. Because they're kind of, they're talking about, well, they're doing research, they're doing some blood blood tests, that's what they're doing. Yeah. And they're like, man, this is similar to this other thing. Well, what's this other thing? It's it's people, dude. It's it's, it's us. Yeah, it's closest to us. They're humans. Maybe. Ish. Human-ish. It's not a full match. Then we get, we get the nice scene with the uh, older cop again, who's like, well, I went with the dog... And the dog wouldn't even fucking go in there. It yeah. wouldn't even go in. And also bit the crap out of him. <clears throat> it would not enter the uh, church. Yes. All. And so, like, that's not good. Also, it's spreading, which is also bad. Yeah. And then we get another weird guy walking around the city who this time seems to have a lot of problems 
with like the general noises of the city of cars going by and beeps and the general murmur. Yeah. And he does a roar. So thing. A thing that I noticed like afterwards is each time they're focusing on a single thing, a a single thing. So like the first time it's focusing on, on human speech. Um, and this time it's focusing on like, on like car noises, horns and stuff. The sounds of a city. And then the, the third time later on is, is specifically about money. Yeah. Um, so then we kind of, we go back to the police now and they're kind of having like their, their powwow about what we're doing. They talk about the media blackout that they're doing. Some weird shit's been happening. Uh, what are we going to do about this? <laughs> we are going to start special unit. We're going to give them SIG, we're going to give them SIGs, P230s, and some MP5s and some sniper rifles. And that'll deal with it. And then they go through a slideshow of like all the ones. Um, so they name the one from the cave zero and then the numbers. Um, Godai's glowing form is two, mighty form is four. And then, and then our boy Ichijo's like, no, maybe we shouldn't f- shoot on site two and four. Like, I think they're good. Yeah, Ichido doesn't tell them that he saw, he knows that two and four are the same guy because he saw him transform into him. Right. Tries to convince him, doesn't really work, and we get another shot of clenched fists. Yeah, because it's kind of like, well, can you, can you, can you prove this? Yeah. And no. No, I can't. I mean, Honestly, I kind of agree with the commissioner at this point because it's like, can you? We have you, even if he is a decorated detective, right? That's still one guy going. Hey, you know these monsters that have been attacking and kill people? Don't shoot on sight. I mean, he would need to give a detailed account of what he's been doing for the past couple days, and he, I, he really doesn't want to incriminate Godai, from what I understand. Right? Yeah. Wait, wait. It seems like he's looking out for Godai in this case. It does. Also, we forgot the one-off thing before where Godai was going to help his sister, I think, at the preschool. Right. Yes, it is his sister. And he juggles some more. That's his That's his secondary power, juggling. He juggles and shows that, oh, hey, look at this character that's going to be threatened in a future episode. Kamen Rider Juggerud! <laughs> oh, man, there is um an Ultraman. I think it's Juggless Juggler is his name. <laughs> um it might be something else but it's something close to that and all right it's the best i i think he's the he's kind of like the secondary evil of orb um yeah. i don't remember i'm not super caught up on my ultraman this is not an ultraman podcast and super's just not enough but we get <laughs> um goes back to commissioner wait yes yeah commissioner is trying to read call godai and it's like hey you need to watch out. He's trying to warn him. Well, he's, yeah, he's trying to call him. And then... Tell him about the th- stuff in Tokyo. Yeah. And tries to call the girl, and she's just completely passed out asleep. Like, nah, fuck it. There's monsters. Eh, I'm gonna take a nap. And cuts back to the station and the rookie cop. Oh, is this where he's in? He's in his car, I think. And I want to point out there's power windows to remind us it's 2000s <laughs> or not power windows. That's the crank. I was talking about I was going to. Is that this? Yeah, because he's in his car is and then uh, Kohai comes up and he's like, hey, I got the video about this bike. He doesn't tell him what it what it is. He's just like, there's something important. You need to come see it right now. It's like, you, you got to see this shit. Like this, this, this Kohai is super excited about motorcycle cop. Yeah. He loves this bike. Oh, oh, 
Don't you want to be a motorcycle cop, senpai? Yeah, it's just, it's like, I already know about the bike. Yeah, I was like, I was there when they were doing development, man. Like, this isn't new. Then we get, I think, another shot of... Oh, wait, no. I think this is when Godai runs into one of the um, the lady wearing the red boa is after this, I think. No, isn't that when Ichijo runs into the rose lady? Ichijo runs into the woman with the red boa, not Godai. Yeah, Ugh. the next one is is the is the guy focused on money. Yeah, and he keeps trying to yes. give people a 100 yen coin, and they're, like, creeped out. And then Godai has to break into his own mansion. Oh, is that his own mansion? Oh, that explains a lot. I mean, that's what it looks like. Like, it's giant. Yeah. I mean, more just like... If he has a lot of money, no wonder he just does. No, I think I think later on actually this it's the same place with um uh, the lady because he has a line later on where he's like, "Hey, you should have locked your window on the second floor." Maybe it's her mansion then. I don't know. Yeah, and maybe it's a research place. I don't know. I th- it it may be like a student dorm or that. I guess it could be. But he's like, "No, my keys are on my bike. <sighs> I better climb the wall." <laughs> And then we get the a guy going like, "Oh, hey, it's nice to see you climbing up there like a creeper again, guy." <laughs> yeah, I guess Godai's done this plenty of times before. Yep. Yeah, he lost his keys when he uh did the when he exploded when he blew his, up bike. his bike. Yeah, he has a good excuse. I I mean I guess okay. So I looked it up. So it's the Pore Pore Tea Cafe where Yusuke works. It's a very fancy looking tea cafe. Okay. Yes. All right, then. I mean, go figure. Okay, but he shows up and just crawls in. And then we get the Ichijo meeting villain lady. Yeah. And then before that, there's like this, oh, he's like, oh, don't worry, I'm going to go back to the other place before. And when like the detective's been like, oh, no, he shouldn't come back. I don't want him shot on sight. So they're kind of doing that whole melodrama thing. Yeah. I can't believe one of the unidentified life forms would save you, Ichijo-san. <laughs> yeah. So then Ichijo is like, I gotta go research, I gotta go research number three. I gotta, I gotta get this taken care of before my boy, Godai, is in trouble. And then he bumps into Rose Lady. Yep. It's like, she says something in a different dialect to him. Yeah, she's not speaking he's, Japanese. He's just kind of like, wait, what the fuck did you just say? She also has a rune <laughs> on her head, so, you know. Yep. And he's like, wait a second. She knocks him over and, like, ruins his ribs more yeah he he starts chasing after her clutching his ribs like oh man jeez. also like man this woman can run in heels that's impressive yeah it's really <laughs> goddamn. no she is a goes around a corner and then a, disappears she's a super monster you know yeah well, and then and then before disappearing there's cgi flowers yep. yes rose petals she gets a rose storm that uh covers her escape yep man it's like t- tuxedo mask but evil and a woman. <laughs> so nothing like Tuxedo Mask. Different in several ways. <laughs> but he catches sight of her like further along. So I guess she just kind of did a little hop 
and keeps following her. Yeah, because then she meets up with uh, with the priest, and they're talking about something. Something. There's a couple words you can pick up. Kuga is one of them, and um, the other one is the name of the, the group of monsters, which I immediately forgot. It starts with a G. Yeah, I, can't remember I remember it. it's something with a G. It's it's the it's like the Grungi. Yeah, they all meet up and they look like they're going to like a punk concert or something. Yeah, they they, they look like a band. They they do Gurongi. Yeah, the Gurongi, yeah. which is the, the name of the monsters. I'll probably just call them un- unidentified life forms because that's easier. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, so Rose. Rose Lady and Priest were kind of talking about stuff, and we kind of just pick up those words. And then we cut to the the punk band, and then these bikers come up, and the one guy immediately tries to hit on the lady, and then gets killed. You got some nice, you got some nice dyes, girl. Kind of skip the scene where the uh, the red boa lady <laughs> yeah. like uh, plant brain sucks the guy in the sheet. Yeah, yeah, she does something to his. It's brain. not clear what is happening actually. And then it cuts, yeah, it cuts to the, the band. Yep. Yeah, and then, like, the one guy tries to hit on the lady, and then he gets, like, kicked into, like, the top of the underpass. Yeah, he drives into an underpass at night and starts sexually harassing someone and gets kicked to death. So, you know. Yep. I, I must say, I do like her hot pants. Yeah, she does look pretty attractive. Yeah. Like I thought it was, I thought it originally was just one of like a super short dress, and, and then I was like, no, she's actually wearing hot pants, like little bike shorts. So may or maybe she's just like wearing this leotard thing. I don't know. And then she goes to chase off the guy in the bike. Yeah, and she can run as fast as a motorcycle. She transforms, and the other guys all just kind of pose. Yeah, because she has a cat tattoo, so that means she she's a cat monster and can run fast. And then we cut back to Ichijo, our boy. Who then gets a phone call? Yeah, well, okay. It cuts back to the uh, it cuts back to the scene with Red Feather Boa and the guy in the sheets, and uh, yeah, that's when Ichijo gets the phone call. Yeah, and, and then they're having this nice conversation, and another yeah, Ichijo's like, "I'm gonna take a shot, even though the bullets have never worked. I'm gonna take a shot." Well, so I think he got the I think he has the sig at this point because that bullet does graze it. Yeah, he it cuts the guy. He heals it immediately, but yeah. It does work. Is that a sig? I'm not sure, but it's just it, I I assume because the bullet had a different effect. That's fair. I'm just trying to th- look at the gun itself. Let me. Yeah, but then they so they deliberately don't kill him, which is interesting. Yeah, it's not clear why they've been extremely willing to just murder everybody else. Yep. Even people who aren't bothering them at all. Yep, so then Kuga just happens to kind of be around and finds the guy that was on the motorcycle and knocked over. Is it the P226 they got? Oh, it should be the P230. I don't think there's any reason to why Godai is there. I think he's just in the right place at the right time. Well, the monsters are running, like, all around town. Well, it's just the one. Okay, yeah, yeah, the motorcycle guy. Yeah, that's not a SIG. Okay. That's the same Beretta 9mm he's had. Okay. okay. It doesn't matter that much. <laughs> Matters to me. Well, we can have Evan's gun corner at the end of the episode if you want. 
Is it a Beretta? Oh, so okay, so you Godai was on his way to catch the train back to the to the city they was before, and that's where he runs across the motorcycle guy right, crashing. Right. And then so he gets involved in a fight with this uh, this lady monster. She's got a pretty cool design. I think she looks yeah, better than the previous cool design. by quite a bit. I think it's the best one out of the setup episodes. Yeah, definitely. And then kind of shifts real quick to Ichigo talking to Researcher Lady, who's like, yeah, I couldn't find Godai, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Ichigo's like, oh, Godai's probably getting in trouble again. Yep. I, I think when he's running to, like, try to find him, he's like, God damn it, don't do anything crazy. Mm-hmm. And so he he does something crazy. Yeah. Of course. Um he he kind of has like an out of suit fight beforehand, which is kind of impressive. A little bit, yeah. Out of suit fights are really fun when they when they when they work those in. But then he he, he henchins and then the police show up to then shoot him. It's to shoot the unidentified creatures. Okay, and the episode cuts there on that cliffhanger, and then we're on to Yeah, that episode kind of just leaves on a cliffhanger. Last one for the night? Yep, the last episode four, which is entitled Sprint. Because it is about running. Yeah, and motorcycles. Yeah, it's actually about motorcycles. That works. It's it's about motorcycles. So this picks up right away where Kuga's being shot, more or less. Um, Shot at. And it... So it shows him, like, pulling the monster away to possibly stop the cops? Or it's, stop... Uh, the the monster... The monster's like, oh, those people are shooting me, I'm going to go murder them. And Kuga grabs the monster and drags it away, is what is happening. Yeah. It's not super clear, but once you read a summary, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, once you read the summary, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And the first time I've saw it, it's like, why is he... What? Yeah, it doesn't quite work Why is out. he trying to save her from the cops? It doesn't translate very well. Yeah, they're both immune to bullets, so it's, like, not really a threatening situation either way. It's fine. Um, So then it cuts to back to police station where Kohai's like, no, man, Kuga's dead. I was yeah, I was actually curious because it had not been established that uh, Godai would be fine getting shot in his writer form up right. until that point. I actually kind of like this because they follow up on it immediately, but... The whole thing is, like, because it's a breaking situation, there's misinformation going on in the police department, mm-hmm. which I thought was a cool touch. Like, again, like, the police drama stuff, it's still real strong. And then they're like, oh, man, this one's super fast. We gotta use that bike. <laughs> that bike that we established in the previous episode. So there's that. And then they bring up, they're like, all right, we're releasing to the public, and we're going to talk about this task force. Ichijo, you go back to Tokyo, you're going to be like our, our, uh, oh, what's the word for it? It starts with an L. Liaison? Leader? Yeah, liaison between oh. them and the Tokyo thing. He's going back, gets on the uh, elevator, and it's very much a, oh, God, he can, it, he, it's showing that he's probably still got busted ribs. Yeah, because he runs into Kohai, who's talking, he's like, no, I'm fine, don't worry about it. And then it kind of shows, um, where's I going with that? Well, yeah, and then it's in the elevator and it shows he's still messed up. And then it, imme- it it shows him being messed up and then immediately cuts to the cat monster lady. Shows that, oh, apparently their eyes are weak and you can shoot them in the eye. Yeah, so it won't kill them. She's digging a bullet out of her eye. 
Yeah. On a kid's show. Yep. Also, like, the scene where it it has, like, that blue hue in the shot is super cool. It is. And she's just kind of sitting on the floor, just like, oh, God, I just dug something out of my own eye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit, I think I had that tower, too. <laughs> yeah, this is the oh, episode my- with that computer tower that everybody owned, apparently. <laughs> yeah, because um, the, the researcher lady trips over Godai, who is sleeping on the floor. And he's like, hey, we gotta work on this translating stuff. And she's like, hey, you should be more concerned about being shot. And he's like, no, I'm fine. He's like, it's fine. I have superpowers, babe. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, then we get to another cop murdering scene. <laughs> so it's kind of brutal, actually. Yeah. This one, man, this one's, yeah, this cop gets his eyes just like clawed out. Yeah. As far as I can tell, yeah, the lady who got her eyes shot out. Like, grabs this cop, rips out his eye, and puts it into her own eye socket. Yeah. Like, it's... Man. And Trying to get that bullet out. <gasps> yeah, she meets up with uh, the band. The punk band. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they're, and they're like, hey, stop what you're doing. And she's like, nope, gonna go rampage. Okay, thanks, bye. Yeah, it's not clear exactly. They seem like they're upset at her. I, I was wondering, like... The way, just because of the way the scenes are organized, I was wondering, like, if they're mad at her for not being, like, pure anymore or something, because she took a human body part, but it's not clear what I, is... What I, did, I didn't I didn't really take that she, um, she put in the cop's eye that she stole. She did, didn't she? Yeah. I could have sworn they zoom in on it. I don't see it. I, did, I didn't see it in the scene I just watched. I thought they zoom in on it. Maybe I misinterpreted that. Yeah, because it's her, it's her right eye. Yeah, and there, it's. I think they're very much. I think it's more of a thing of like, man, you fucked up. You're not. Are are you actually? It. I'm getting the feeling from this scene of like, oh, you're not. You're actually. You fucked up. We need to stop. We need to, you know, punish you for that. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, I, and she's like, "No, fuck you! I'm not." Yeah, done. she she points at her own eye, and it looks like there's something in that socket. So I no, it, it looks like it's still just scarred from when she pulled the bullet out. Eh, okay, no. fair enough. I guess I just read that wrong. That's how I saw it, at least. Well, I thought there was like some interesting things going on between these characters, but it's not clear at all because we can't understand them. <gasps> They're upset at each other for some reason. Uh, it's kind of a cool thing, though, where we're kind of just in the same shoes as the characters. It, it's interesting. It's an interesting choice, certainly. I don't know if it super Aww. works for me yet, but, you know, it's not like That's the fair. worst thing. I also kind of like the parallel. I thought I thought they said something about it in one of the episodes, but I can't quite pinpoint where. But, like, while Godai and Ichijo act different, their morals are kind of, like, pretty much exactly in the same place with what they do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess that's true. And and it's it's kind of like they're they're two sides of the same coin. Yeah, it's just like Ichijo kind of recludes himself and just kind of like keeps to himself. And Godai is very outgoing with his um, heroism. Yeah, I think is a good kind of um, relationship with them. Yeah, yeah, that's a good a good contrast. And we get it's kind of shown in the next scene where uh, researcher lady calls Ichijo. Or, no, she gets a call from Ichijo asking about 
yeah, I think she gets a call from Ichijo asking about Godai. She's like, well, he just left again. Oh, no. Also, stop him from fucking transforming. It's dangerous. No, okay, so before that, Ichijo calls researcher lady who then gives the phone to Yosuke and they agree to meet up. Okay. Do they? Yeah. Godai's being too reckless. But then, but then she calls she calls him back, or Ichijo calls the researcher lady back later, but Yusuke already left at that point. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm talking about the scene where she's talking and she's just basically like, he's he's being too reckless and he does, he's not caring about his own safety. Stop him from transforming. And apparently, I mean, considering there's another 40 or so episodes, <laughs> didn't do a very good job. Yeah, he's got a lot more monsters. But this cat think. lady is super fast, like, holy shit. Um, this is kind of cut back and forth between the scene with um the the cop who found the lady uh the lady monster i guess the cat monster it's kind of cut back and forth between that it's it's sometimes kind of hard to kind of like follow it back i guess that's one thing that isn't working super well it's just all the cutting back and forth yeah um so it's between that and then they go out because then they have a a kind of beat on Life Horn Five, which is the cat, which is the cat one, and it's super fast. And they're doing a chase scene after that. Um, I think what Yusuke, Yusuke kind of just sees one of the one of the cops chasing it, and he kind of crashes his bike. And Yusuke's like, "This is my bike now." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Sorry." Um. So then. So then he gets to a motorcycle's worst enemy upstairs and can't chase anymore. And then um, Ichijo and the other cop that he's with kind of come up, and Ichijo like goes to got like he like half cuffs him to like get him out of the of that sh- situation where he stole a police motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then and then they're in the car to head back um to police headquarters and this is the scene that i thought didn't exist or was confused where it was it's in the car where they have this talk where they're kind of like each is like well you should value your life more and yusuke's like well well maybe you should yeah and yeah Godai's like well i do but not over the people who are going to be murdered if i don't do anything right and he's like aren't you you're you're kind of the same way aren't you and that's cool so then they so then they get back to police headquarters and there's a call on the radio where the the cat monster is messing everybody up. I think this is the part where it's like twenty three officers are down, eleven vehicles. Like they were showing scenes of her just kinda yeah, cat lady is just wrecking people. Charging through, run up on people, kill them and run off. I don't know what she's trying to accomplish, though. I I think she's just trying to get payback back for what they did to her eye. That makes sense. Um. So then they get out of the car, and Ichijo is like in deep thought, and he pulls the note out, and he's like, "Man, he wrote. He's super dedicated. All right, I'm going to give him a bike." So so then that's 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 what happens. Man, I'm watching this fight scene with the cops, and this is, like, really brutal, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I was kind of taken aback, like, wow. 
Yeah, Kuga is pretty violent. But yes, they so he decides, I'm gonna give you a bike. Yep. So we kind of get like the scene of getting the bike set up. And like so the handle comes off of the bike, and I guess that kind of acts as the key. Well, so there's that, and the, and it's also number encoded, so because like he sets it to a number to start it up. And then so then Godai henshins on the bike, which is pretty neat. The bike henshins too. No. Or not yet. There are some bikes that do that, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I thought it got colors. Never mind. Maybe. It could have, actually. No, I don't think it did. It doesn't look like it now that I'm watching okay. it. I'm trying to think, are there ones where the bike transforms? There might be. I don't recall. I mean, Build his Build's phone is his bike. Yeah, Build's phone is his bike. I'm trying to think, is there one where the bike changes with the transformation? I have to be one right. It's like, I, I have this image in my head, I don't know where it came from, of them driving and like the shine going through the bike and the rider as they drive by and the transforming as they go through it. Yup, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was done in a number of series. I just, I don't think the... Oh, pro- uh, most doubt, da- no, no, most undoubtedly. But this is the first time that Kuga transforms without actually being in a fight, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it's kind of like the first proper henchin. Man, this is... I'm flipping through this, and there are a lot of scenes of just, okay, we get this nice scene of, well, Kuga's driving. He drives a lot. He drives quite a bit. There's yeah. some driving. And so the rest of the episode again. is kind of just bike tricks, the episode. Right. They really wanted to show off that they, they got a stunt driver to do this uh, suit scene. He can ride a motorcycle in uh, uh, confined spaces. They really want you to know that. I mean, some of them are kind of cool, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, like, they're not all goofy. Just a lot of them involve him slowly moving around a small room while the monster, like, jumps on things. Yeah. Which is a little I goofy. did like the, I'm going to do a reverse wheelie and smack this bitch in the face That's cool. with my wheel. Yeah. And then he does it with the front wheel later on. Okay, that was weird. Most of the times I've seen this character, she's got, like, that kind of sneer on her face. But at 1707, when Kuga's chasing her into this building on his bike, and it's, God, this is so dumb. Uh, She turns around and has this look, like, the expression is this kind of, oh. (laughs) For as much as you can get that out of a non-moving mask. And then somewhere in this scene, so... Kuga meets up with her first in, like, the outside area, and he saves, like, the... I guess he's, like, the police chief? He's, like, the older detective guy. Right. And he saves him. There's probably a thumbs up in there. (laughs) Jesus Christ, you weren't kidding about this. This is totally just bike tricks. It goes on for a while, Evan. Jesus fuck. So then there's bike bike the scene. I think it's, like, five minutes of bike footage. You didn't need to go... For anyone listening, I have uh, this. I'm watching episode for this this scene in question as of right now because I was lazy and didn't f- finish watching episode <laughs> four before we started recording. <laughs> what the fuck? It's pretty goofy. <laughs> this is ridiculous. There have been some goofy scenes, but I feel like it's easily the the silliest thing in Kuga so far. <laughs> like I'm I'm watching this. Like, why aren't you just like smacking him off right. the bike? 
why did you go across this weird little pool thing instead of going around the outside of it that is a shorter distance? So I, I like to think that it's just because, like, she's blind out of that one eye now, so he can kind of just, like, <laughs> take fair. his time to bike around. Yeah, I mean, she's only That's murdered, fair. like, 30, 50 people. It's not urgent or anything. Yeah, it's fine. So then at some point, if Kuga's finally off the bike somehow, I don't, I don't remember how. Oh, we're getting this nice little showdown scene of them kind of just stopping and staring at one another. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, then there's the point where, so they have the standoff with the weird joust thing. And then... Yeah, I, I really like the way he interacts with this monster. It kind of feels like the first one that sees him as a threat and recognizes him as an equal and they're going to have like an actual duel. Right. Yeah. But then something somehow catches on fire again. Yeah, so they can shoot the scene in orange again. She finally pulls him off the bike and uses dem dem legs to do a head to do a God. cross choke with her legs. Yeah, there's a lot of ground it's, fighting in this fight actually, which is really impressive. Mm-hmm. And then like a, you know something catches on fire at some point and the cops show up and they're like, "Oh, we're going to shoot Kuga." But then the older detective, he says, comes up, or Ichigo comes up first, and he's like, don't shoot. And then the older guy comes up, and he's like, yeah, listen to him. Don't shoot. So then they kind of just watch the fight now. Oh, the cops caused the fire. Oh, is that what happened? The f- One of the bullets went straight? Yeah, the first the first cop to shoot missed Kuga, and it the sparks caused the fire to go yeah. off. Yes, there it is. And now, oh god... Did they did the nice thing of we're gonna have a close up of Ichijo's face and then he's gonna just kind of purse his lips a little and do a little nod. <laughs> he is a, a stoic person, and and then Kuga does like a kind of rider kick. He's like on the ground and he like he hops himself up on one foot and then kicks with the other. No, no, what he he does a front roll, pushes himself off the ground with his left okay. hand and kicks her with his with his left foot. As it's like th- as he's thrusting up off the ground, and it like causes a shockwave, and then he like kicks her with his other foot, and she flies through the wall. It's a pretty neat move, even though it's not a real writer kick. Yeah, and then she blows up. Yep, as as enemies are wont to do. <laughs> this is fucking. Uh... Oh, and then we get she blows up, and then we get a nice scene of thumbs up. Kuga gives another yeah. thumbs up with the sunlight behind him, and then you sit there as like oh, do it. Come on, Ichido, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. And then he does it. And it's so cool. I did it this episode was like, wait a minute, so just that one monster was vulnerable to light? It seems like a weird one off rule. Yeah, cool. that that was the vampire. Yeah, bat. I think it was just because like, oh it's a vampire. Yeah, it's a vampire, so you know. Yeah. And yeah, and that was that was the first four episodes of Kuga. That was the beginning of Kuga. I mean, God, Common Rider's great. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Yeah, like I like these. I thought these were fun episodes. We don't, we're not, we don't know where we're kind of going at all, but that that's kind of that's kind of like on par for a lot of series yeah. where we kind of monster of the week for a while before we really get into what's going on. You got to get all the little bits and pieces of information. They're gonna drip feed. We're definitely we're definitely building to some stuff though, because it kind of looks like. Rose Lady's kind of like boss of these other people, and they're kind of like starting their own group that's going on. Right. Yeah. Still don't know who the zero was in the 
the Rita Repulsa character. Yeah, yeah, the Rita Repulsa. <laughs> so yeah, we've got plot hooks. We're definitely going to be following. That's his name now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think it was a good start. I th- I still think it's a very interesting contrast to kind of just like how quote unquote dark Kuga is compared to Decade that we watched last time. Yeah, yeah. it's like. Decade is very much a, yeah, there's violence, and I would say probably more people die in the first episode of Decade than in these four episodes of Kuga. It's just more brutal in Kuga. Yeah, yeah, and you just don't, you don't really see it. I mean, yeah, things are exploding, and you see people get, like, smacked around by some monsters, but it's not like, oh, I've slashed open your face. Oh, I ripped out your eyes. I mean, in Decade, they establish pretty much immediately that, like, some of these worlds aren't real, and, you know, so it's not clear if all of these people are really dead or not. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, in Kuga, yeah, it's it's pretty brutal violence from the drop. I think, like, a lot of this is, like, this is kind of like an early Heisei thing, because this it's very much in the tone of um, of Showa stuff. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, that was kind of an interesting thing. I I have not seen the original Common Writer, but it seemed a bit to me like they were trying to create a parallel with the original Showa Common Writer, but their theme is like really different. Like the original Showa Common Writer was like about secret societies and super science and stuff, wasn't it? Well, the original Common Rider was so he was an he was like an android that broke free before the the brain the brainwashing part, right? And then is fighting against uh, Die Shocker, which is the organization which there. were like Nazis, kind kind of yes. Yeah. Not to be confused with Starfish Nazi, which is something else. <laughs> and <laughs> just like having the like that's a very that's mo- very modern premise versus this one is like just uh weirdly like it it's a very different to have it as like this ancient historical thing that's going on is like a cyclical conflict sort of deal mm-hmm. pretty different from what i think of as being what common writer is even though i don't know that much but i guess it sort of makes sense if you're going for like a because what the show actually is is like a revival of an old property so right i guess like that theme kind of plays into that a little bit i i think like i was more referring to like i think it's more the tone that they're kind of bringing over from showa more than anything mm-hmm. and i think early early heisei kind of keeps that that distinctly different tone and then it kind of gets more goofy and 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 stuff or it allows itself to kind of go more in that direction later on yeah yeah Yeah, like, uh, I enjoyed the first four of Kuga, but honestly, it's a little bland compared to the other shows so far. You know, I'm hoping it picks up a little yeah, bit. It's, it's, I can feel its age when I watch it. It's weird that it's only from 2000, too. Uh, the 2000 was almost 20 I years ago. I know that was man. almost 20 years ago, but, like, I've seen other stuff from that time period. Well, think about it. It's like being in the 2000s, you've seen a movie or something from the 80s. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, time is weird, guys. We're all dust in the wind. <laughs> We're getting old is what's happening. The changes in culture and art values. It's, it's just weird. You know, that's, that's it. I had no more specific point than that, I guess. <laughs> I cannot wait until the day that <laughs> becomes an adequate response for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, as, as always, this is a show, a part of the Rice Ball Network, and you can find the show on the internet at journeythroughthedecacast.com, where 
there will be links to things such as Twitter and email. Um, the Twitter for the network, which also would be Twitter for the show, would be at Riceball Network. And you can send us any emails with questions, comments, other things at thericeballnetwork at gmail.com. Yeah, maybe we'll do our summary a little quicker next time. I felt like we dragged a little bit. But uh, anyway, which episodes are we doing for our next one? Uh, so next time, which will be in two weeks, as this should be a bi-weekly release podcast, is, um, should be five through eight. Five through eight. Okay. Are we okay. going to pick the movies? I know there are, like, tie-in movies for all these shows. There is not any Kugo movies, so we don't have to worry about that oh, right now. Well, that's convenient for now, I guess. Um, when we get to other stuff, I believe that I... So, early Heisei kind of does alternate universe stuff, so we'll probably hit that at um, end of series time. There's alternate universes huh. in addition to the alternate universe of the decade thing? Yeah, they're different. Okay. Um, but for ones that, d- that do kind of play with uh, the series timeline, we'll try to fit them in where appropriate with the show. Okay. Well, sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so until next time. We're just a passing through podcast. Remember that.